Hello and welcome to episode 30 of Real Life Ghost Stories. Yeah, we're there. We made it. We need to say thank you to our Patreon subscribers. Now buckle up ladies and gentlemen because for some reason there are rather a lot of them this week. Are you ready? Yes, ready and flawed. (laughs) We would like to say thank you to Sarah Jane Music. To Tatiana Fleeces. To Marcus Sanija. Uh, to Alistair Brown. To Acadia421. To Natalie Evans. To Kirsty Ray. To Rainy Hopson. To Nisha Rottermund. To Mac Parsons. To Rebecca Brink. To Piet Free. To Cameron Jackson Howard. To Tiffany Vance. To Will. To Stephanie Collins. To Jacob Wells. To Violet. To Christina Ramos. To Caroline Gregory. To Gracie. <laughs> <laughs> to Gracie Saria Rodriguez. Oh, I've got the best one. To Estella's Revenge. And finally, to my gorgeous friend, Laura Brothwood, who I went to secondary school with and who I adore and who is our latest Patreon pledger. Holy shit. Wow. There are rather a lot of you. And as always, we cannot thank you enough for supporting our little our little podcast venture. So mad that people are actually pledging money to our Patreon. Crazy. Lots of people have been asking us if we would have higher tiered pledges. And no, we will not. Because... <laughs> We're not worth anything more than no, that. absolutely not. The content that we put out on Patreon is not worth anything more than that. And we can only appreciate people giving up their hard-earned money as it is. So thank you and we love you. We've got a promo this week. Boom. I'm so excited. We haven't done we haven't a done promo. Done for ages. I know, we haven't done one in ages. And these guys contacted me. And they are called Super Duper Stitious Podcast. Super Duper Stitious. And their names are Wyatt and Jake. And oh, they contacted Wyatt is me. such a cool name. I know, you love the name Wyatt because yeah. of Bray Wyatt. No, because of Wyatt Earp the Cowboy. Boom, boom. Oh, I take that back. I apologise. So they contacted me and said, hey, do you want to do a promo? And I was like, well, I haven't listened to you guys, but... I'll have a listen and then I'll get back to you. And I listened and their podcast is amazing. They're both scientists. In each episode, they break down a paranormal event or case and try and come up with a scientific reason as to why it might have happened. So they're like Will on steroids. It's a Will podcast. And they're really, really funny and really also really respectful as well so they're not they're not there like they take the piss obviously but they're not there to mock people they do a series of episodes on ghost adventures and debunking the pseudoscience and ghost adventures which what? i love there's loved. nothing to debunk about ghost adventures obviously that is 100 percent factual and zach will back me up he definitely will not yeah so i'm gonna drop in their promo now and let's hope it's not just silence hey wyatt oh hey jake you ever get so scared you giggle yeah yes i do huh well you ever giggled so hard you learned? Totally. Really? In that case, you ever learned so much you got scared? Yes. And if you're like me, you should check out Super Duper Stitious, a comedy podcast about the science of the spooky. I'm Jake. And I'm Wyatt. We're a couple of scientists with a fondness for the creepy and the strange. Join us as we tell tales of the bizarre before breaking things down through the power of science. Do we have an answer for everything? No. But we do have a great time pondering it all, and hopefully you will too. You'll laugh, you'll learn, you'll love it. Check out Super Duper Stitious anywhere podcasts are found. We'll see you there. See ya. If you like the sound of their promo, if you like the science science of the paranormal, then please go give them a listen. Tell them we sent you. 
drop them a review on iTunes. They are really good and really dedicated to their craft. Good little podcast. But obviously, everything they say about Ghost Ventures is false. Obviously. Are you ready for our film review this week? Yeah. Our film review this week is The Amityville Horror, which was released in 2005. It has 6 out of 10 on IMDb and 24% on Rotten Tomatoes. What? That's shocking. Would you like a synopsis? What, would the, what did the uh, what did Open House have on mm, Rotten Tomatoes is a joke? Would you like a synopsis? Yes, please. In December 1975, George and Kathy Lutz, along with their three children, move into an elegant Long Island house. What they don't know is that the house was the site of a horrific mass murder a year before. They decide to keep the house and attempt to keep the horror in the past, but are now haunted by a murderous presence. That is until George starts to behave weirdly and their daughter Chelsea starts to see people. What follows is 28 days of sheer unbridled terror for the family with demonic visions of the dead. Based on the true story of George and Kathy Lutz, the Amityville Horror remains one of the most horrifying haunted house stories ever told because it actually happened. What were your thoughts on this bad boy? Do you know what? I really quite enjoyed it. I, I thought it was quite good. It had some good scary elements in it. Had a couple of jump scares that weren't scary once you saw what it was, but still made me jump. There was a sort of nice story to that undertone to it. And I thought actually the acting was pretty good. Not a bad little watch. There are There is only so many times that Ryan Reynolds can take his t-shirt off in one film though. Do you know what I mean? Like I if get... If I had a body like that, I would be naked in the whole film. I get that he is like savage. Like his body is savage in it, but every opportunity he like takes his shirt off. It's it's it gets it gets <laughs> it does, a bit it ridiculous get, a as time ridiculous. goes on. But I have ridiculous. to say, Ryan Reynolds plays George Lutz, who uh, obviously starts to behave weirdly and goes a bit mental. I thought you did a really good job because it's not often well. that you see him in any sort of a serious role. No. And I thought he did a really good job. It's difficult to escape the fact that he is Ryan Reynolds, yeah, and it's hard to take him seriously. Yep. But I thought he did a very good job. And he didn't look very 70s, I don't think. Um, I think it's just quite, like you said in, when we were watching, he's quite a modern looking person, I think. Yeah, he is. And the whole film didn't look very 70s. No. No. And I find I find the, the whole amateur horror thing difficult to get on board with because it was absolutely fake. Like the whole thing was, a obviously the murders happened, but the Lutz family had orchestrated the whole thing in order to make money. So I don't believe any of of the Amityville case. It was Ed and Lorraine Warren's first paranormal case that kind of shot them into stardom. So I find it really difficult to take the whole thing seriously. It was, there were a lot of jump scares, but they were very, they were very sort of like mundane, as in run of the mill jump scares. Yeah, they were, but they still made me jump. So that's, that's an indication I think for me is that if it's a a good jump scare makes me jump. And like when I looked at it, I was like, okay, I'm not scared by these, but the the actual it was was jumpy and I thought um, there's a freaky little girl in it who at one point oh, takes yeah. the babysitter's finger and shoves the babysitter's finger through a bullet hole in her forehead which made gave me the heebie-jeebies <laughs> it made my teeth feel funny it I made didn't me like laugh. it I was like oh she's not going to do that is she oh she oh, is oh, it was <laughs> awful it was horrible um, it made me feel funny I thought actually the other little girl in it um, the human girl not the dead ghost girl um, Chloe I think it's Chloe Moritz Grace is a youngster Potentially, we forgot to set um, that up. The kick-ass lady. She was really good, I thought, as a child actor. She wasn't too bratty. And I thought she did quite a good job of being a little, well-acting little girl. Yeah, I thought the kids in it were, were genuinely good. And interesting fact that I didn't tell you last night. Go the on. The lead lady, I know the lead lady because she used to be in Home and Away. She's actually Australian. Oh, I never watched Home and Away. I never got into it. Ah, that's Karis' favourite. So I don't really know anything about it. So what would you give this film out of 10? Oh, out of 10? No, that's not what we do. No, is we it? do five. Out of five. <laughs> <laughs> 50p movie club does then. And um, four. I'd give it four. 
I'm going to give it a I'd three. I'd potentially watch it again as well, I'm going to give it a three. Why would you watch it again? I just, if it was on TV and I was picking channels, not that we have TV or channels at the moment, but, you know, if I was on Nans and it was on, I might put it on again. No, i give it a three. It's fine. But then everybody's <laughs> going to laugh and you're all going to be like, ha, 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 Emma gives it a three. But I do give it a three. It's fine as a film. It's fine. That's, a, that's all I can say about it. Would you live in a house that had had a mass murder? Yeah, not just absolutely. A, not a one-off murder, but like a, a slaying. Yeah, if it meant the rent was cheap, then yeah. You might be living on your own. Yeah, well, that's fine. Bimma would come with you, so you'd be right. Bimma would come with me, she'd be fine. And oh, there's also, there's one more thing I want to say about this film, and that is that at one point, a ghostly message appears in the magnets on the fridge, right? So this little ghost comes along, changes all the magnets to say, catch him and kill him. And it takes the leading actress about... 30 seconds to read the magnets. <laughs> That's true. And she's like bit. sounding it out <laughs> phonetically. And I'm like, it says catch him and kill him. Like, are, are you fucking kidding me? Are you, are you actually joking? Are you not able to read? I Maybe don't understand what's not. happening. Maybe she can't. It, catch him was spelt wrong. Yeah. It's the I, name I, of the It was spelled wrong, but it wasn't, it was not that difficult. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so catch I... Catch up and kill him. Catch up and kill him. Catch up. But I did, um, it was fine. I mean, listen, that's all I can say about it. And that brings us on to our stories this week. Are we doing Amityville Horror Case? We're not doing the Amityville Horror Case. I know, because it's episode 30. But what we are doing is a listener's episode. Now, this episode has a little bit of a twist as well, because I usually pick out our stories chronologically. So as people send them to me, I always do them chronologically. This week, I decided, you know, I'm just going to pick them at random um, and just see, see what the stories are, see what comes out. I picked four stories at random. Now, I, on my life, I swear I picked them at random. They all had different titles. They had Some of them had titles like Ghost Story, whatever. All the stories contain a really similar element. Aliens? No. Huh. That I didn't think was a thing in ah, the paranormal world. So did that thing that I told you was a thing? And you said what And they thing? all contain stories... About the man with the hat. You know no one can see you. You know no one can see you. Yeah, but you can. Dance in celebration <laughs> dances, but no one can see him. So the man with the hat, then I looked up. And, it's and when, one you looked of those... up, when you looked it up, was it a thing? I believe it was a thing, Oh, yes. interesting. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is we're not. We're, I'm just going to tell you the stories. Okay. Are you ready? No, I'm never ready for this kind of thing. You know Let's, that. I'm so excited about this episode. Mm. Let's do this. Story number one comes from the lovely Sarah. I wanted to get your opinion on an event that took place this January. So just to give a bit of background, I'm 27 from Galway, living in an estate in Dublin that is built on an old nunnery. When I was a kid, I used to get extremely bad night terrors. I'm assuming that most kids did. But growing up, thankfully, these stopped. One night when I was a teenager, after coming home from a night out, I was sitting in bed looking at my phone in the dark. I went to put the phone down on the locker beside me when I saw the face of a youngish woman staring straight back at me as though she was crouched down beside my bed. She was extremely pale and had long reddish hair. Naturally, I froze because I tend to be useless when I'm scared and do nothing. I closed my eyes and when I opened them again, she was gone. A couple of years later in bed, I had a really horrible dream. It consisted of a black room and two old withered hands gripped together in my direction. They weren't moving, but just resting there. I know the hands were just hands, but in the dream, I knew they belonged to the youngish woman I saw before. Skip to a few years later. I moved to Dublin for college. I was staying over at my boyfriend's house. During the night, I went to the bathroom. 
When I opened the door to leave the bathroom, there was a man standing at the top of the stairs beside the bathroom door with a large bowler hat on, just standing there staring at the floor. He wasn't moving. I, knowing that myself and my boyfriend were the only ones in the house, closed the bathroom door again and locked myself in. After a minute or two, I knew I had to leave. I just didn't want my boyfriend to think that I had the shits. So I opened the door again (laughs) and the man was still there. I tried to walk casually but fast back to the bedroom. When I got back there, I told my boyfriend what happened and he said that he appears in the house all the time. Ah, casual as anything. Comforting. (laughs) I don't know if I believe in ghosts or if it's just my mind playing tricks on me, but then this January happened. I was in my house with two of my housemates, the house built on the cloisters. It was about one in the morning, so we were all in bed. My housemate began screaming the house down. Myself and my other housemate got out of bed to see if she was okay. Turns out she was having a night terror of a little girl crawling out from under her bed. We all started laughing about how ridiculous it was, but then I collapsed, whacked my head off the metal frame of her bed and started having a number of seizures. When I came to, all the neighbours' house alarms all started going off at once. Was it a coincidence? Anywho, I don't think I'm haunted, but I just think the whole thing is weird. What are your thoughts? Um, Sarah, I would like to suggest that maybe um, it's not weird and it's actually scary. And um... I mean, I'd suggest breaking up your boyfriend and then moving out of that house. Ah, no, he's quite calm about it, though. So no, I, it, I wouldn't want that. Wouldn't that want that negativity no. in my life? I don't yeah. need that man in my no. life. I think the um, the redheaded person is the most scary out of all them stories, actually. Putting your phone down and then having somebody somebody's face next mm. to you oh punch her mm. punch her in the face there's a warning to you all you kids there that are addicted to your phones if you spend too long on it when you put it down there might be an old lady in your face a lady will come and get you what do you think about the man with the hat uh common common thing really common see to when see. i first read this email and i got to the point where she saw the man with the hat i was like oh she's obviously still in a dream haze yeah but then when she went out of the bathroom again he was still there yeah and that's not a dream haze no it's a thing what what is it's what, one of the watches isn't it it's one of those watches people that you were talking that you've been talking about yeah. i don't know but it's I'm... the wide-rimmed hat though the bowler hats i've not heard it described as a bowler hat before it's quite interesting it's normally like a wide-rimmed like moomin style hat it's that kind of thing <laughs> um, maybe <laughs> no, it's a you know, moomin not a mo- you know the witch in the <laughs> no moomin, i know the yeah. moomin has yeah, the big yeah. hat but it's actually like when i looked hat. it up they said that it can be any kind of like yeah. not any kind of hat not like a fucking baseball hat would be amazing like a baseball cap or a snapback hat or whatever but it when can... we get our shell suit ghosts, <laughs> they'll be wearing snapbacks. Yeah, the man with the wide brimmed hat will just be a man with a snapback hat. I can't even say it. Snapback hat on. The woman's story freaked me out. That's going to be... Because I've got a picture of her in my head and it's just like... Well, what freaked you out more about traumatic. than the woman was the hands, the clasped mm. hands. Was it clasped like prayer in prayer? Potentially. And she was oh, on the Sarah cloisters, sent she? Me, Sarah sent me um, photos of her face after she fell and had all the seizures mm. and her face was all bruised to shit but what what do you think of that so she has, has a seizure and all the what if it was the little girl that they were all laughing about grabbed her by her feet and what and, and gave her a seizure made all the neighbours alarms no it made her hit her head on the bed and the hitting on the head on the bed gave her the seizures and then because it was paranormal activity all the do you know what I think it up. sounds like what? that she has fucking superpowers that she doesn't know about yet oh yeah maybe because like oh mate all the fucking house alarms going off I'd be like maybe she's like Brightburn though <gasps> If you haven't seen the trailer for that film, then you need to look up the trailer. It's Brightburn, isn't it? I think it's called Brightburn, yeah. Look up the trailer for that film. It's like a superhero gone wrong, but not in that cliched kind of... No, it's like a horror movie with a superhero in it. It looks really good. Uh, Yeah, but I loved it. I thought this was a great story. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling that woman at all. Oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> I really would hope you're not in the post-Me Too world. <laughs> that's not what I meant. I mean, I don't like the thought of that lady. She's That's the really that's the bit that stuck with me more than anything else out of that story, is that woman. See, the man with the white brain hat stuck, because I can, you can kind of explain the way the woman in the class tans with like night terrors or sleep paralysis or whatever. But the man with the white brimmed hat or the bowler hat or whatever, he can fuck right off is what he can do. But he's about all the time. No, that doesn't make it all right. That no, does not make it acceptable. doesn't really do anything, does he? Just kind of watches you pee. Well, that is, I, A, I don't want anybody watching me pee. <laughs> like, if you want to watch me pee, fine. Like, I was going to say, but I expect to get paid for it. But that's... <laughs> Or that ghost currency. <laughs> Boo coin. <laughs> I like it. You got it. Nailed it. It gives a new meaning to cryptocurrency, doesn't it? Hey. But like, it, that, that I don't like that. I didn't like any of it, to be honest with you. Ready for story number two. Story number two is Ash's story. Has anybody sent us a nice story about when the time they, like, they went on a good day trip or something? No. I have had people tell me really funny stories about like, sims as in the, the game sims oh okay yeah which i've really enjoyed okay cool so story number two is okay. ash's story as in pokemon uh, no oh. for so long i've been wanting to talk about what happened to me when i was 16 years old at the age of 16 i experienced the most terrifying paranormal experience i've always had stuff happen to me or things follow me but this experience lasted over three years when i was 16 i was laying in bed I couldn't fall asleep so I laid there in the dark thinking about things. I closed my eyes and all of a sudden I felt as if someone was standing over me staring right at my face. I froze and told myself not to open my eyes. I laid there with my eyes shut as tight as possible and the next moment I will never forget. I felt hands pushed down into my neck and a very raspy man's voice say hello. Some way, somehow I was able to jump up and scream. I collapsed to the floor crying, begging for someone to come into my room. A few nights after this happened, I went to take a shower. It was about 5pm. Everyone in the house was moving about, so I felt safe enough to get in the shower and leave the door open a little bit. I was asked by a white witch to place drops of olive oil on myself in the form of a cross while in the shower to rid myself of whatever was attached to me. As I was in the shower, I went to grab the olive oil, and that's when I felt a burning pain around the side of my neck. I jumped out of the shower screaming for my mother and when she came in she saw a handprint on the side of my neck. Finally, I saw what had been after me so many times. He was a large man dressed all in black with a brimmed hat and he stood at the end of the hallway as I tried to use the restroom one night. I was paralysed with fear. I don't even remember getting back to my bedroom. That same night I was awake with the television on mute. I just needed to be surrounded by light. I heard pots and pans being banged against the stove. I yelled for my mum. I could audibly hear myself yelling, but no one came. Finally, the noise stopped. The next morning, I asked my mum why didn't she come when I yelled for her. Our rooms were right next to each other. She told me she didn't hear me yelling for her at all. I asked her if she'd heard the pots and pans moving around the stove, and again, she said she didn't. A few years passed. Things had subsided. I went on to get married and move away from my hometown. My husband and I had a little girl together. Things had started up again, but little things were happening. 
my daughter's high chair ended up in the hallway in the middle of the night one night <laughs> and my husband's toothbrush disappeared for two weeks before it reappeared where he had left it oh, that's just the husband not wanting to brush his teeth <laughs> my daughter couldn't have done these things as she was only five months old at the time unless we have a super baby hmm, maybe one night while getting ready for bed I got up to go to the bathroom my husband was in our bedroom and as I came out of my bedroom I looked into my daughter's room and thought what I saw was my husband leaning over her crib telling her goodnight. I smiled and walked into our bedroom and to my surprise my husband was actually standing in our room getting his stuff ready for work the next morning. I stood there with tears in my eyes shouting who was in the baby's room. We both ran to her room and of course no one was there. Things still happen from time to time but I've gotten better at ignoring it. If anything happens and my husband notices it I have to tell him to be quiet. I've realised that if I acknowledge these things, they get worse. It's interesting about speaking it into existence, though, isn't it? It's the whole skinwalker thing again, mm. isn't it? But I don't think I'd... I don't think it's a skinwalker. Like no. I don't think it's the same lore. No, no. But why? Why is it? Why is it this man in a wide-brimmed hat? What? What is it? Or a man in a hat? What? Even if it is like a sleep paralysis thing, mm. these are people that have never met each other from different countries, probably from different cultures. Why is that in our human psyche? A man with a hat. Yeah, interesting. Isn't it? I don't understand it because it doesn't seem like he's threatening. Do you know well, what I mean? No, I don't know. Really, but peering over your baby's crib. Oh, I'm not a massive. That's that's quite intimidating to me. It's scary. Do you think it's a real phenomena, or do you think it's like a sleep a real phenomena? I mean, do you think it's like a paranormal thing, or do you think it's a sleep paralysis thing? I think it's a paranormal thing because lots of these people haven't actually been paralysed. That's true. They've been up going for a wee or yeah. whatever. But do you think that, that, that they're up going for for a wee and their brain is still in sleep mode? Well, well we would say that's probably what it is. Probably infrasound, isn't it? Let's be honest. Um, but why are they all seeing the same thing? Yeah, that's interesting. That's what I don't get. Like, I have mental dreams. Yeah. I had a dream the other night that we found a load of kittens <laughs> living in the wall. And it was such a good dream. If that's the case, then surely if I was getting up to go for a wee in a dream state, I'd just be seeing loads of kittens and I'd be so happy. Why are they all seeing the same thing? I wonder I don't if it's like, it. an, like a heart back to animal instincts. I don't know if cave people were directly no, but, threatened but dogs, by like... Uh, so when you're training dogs, when you're like when they're puppies, you're not supposed to introduce them. You're supposed to introduce them to people with hats on in a very special way. Because there's something about hats that, that puts their senses up because it's covering the face or something like that. And so you're supposed to introduce them to people that you know wearing hats so they get over the phobia of hats so it's like it's an actual puppy training thing so well, maybe, I like, maybe like puppies a... maybe animals like children have more of a have a more of a sense of these things yeah. and understand why we should be frightened of people yeah. in hats yeah exactly maybe they oh i've got bristles <laughs> maybe they already know who the maybe they already have met maybe they meet the uh the hat man on a more regular basis, basis. you ready for another story hey, bims <laughs> bims you know the hat man <laughs> you ready for another story no i don't really want any more i don't know if i can handle it parker's story my story may or may not be a ghost story we still don't really know it is however the spookiest experience i've ever had whether or not ghosts were involved I know that doesn't sound too much like it belongs here, but the most interesting thing about this is that I'm not the only one to have this happen to them. In fact, every single person that has ever slept in this vacation house near the Merrimack River in Missouri has had the same dream. Though my dream and experience there was slightly different to the rest. My brother-in-law's family is full of wonderful people. They are an old German Lutheran family who have lived in the Midwest of the United States for generations. All of them have lived within the same county of Missouri their whole lives, and nearly all the men in the family have become pastors for the Lutheran Church. 
Needless to say, they are polite, kind and incredibly giving. So when his family offered me and everyone else in my family the opportunity to stay at a riverfront house whenever we wanted, we easily accepted. There was a warning that came with staying at the house though. My brother-in-law Sam warned me about a dream he had while he stayed there years ago. Sam told me that the first time he ever stayed there he had this dream. He was a younger man at the time. Late teens, maybe early 20s. He couldn't remember either as it had been quite some time ago. And was staying there alone to get away from all the stresses of school and family for a weekend. The first night he had the dream. He was standing at the bottom of the stairs in the house looking up them into the darkness. He was just staring. Nothing was happening. Then a figure started to slowly appear at the top of the stairs. He said it was like smoke rolling up the stairs from behind him to form the shape of a man. The smoke man then just stood there, looking down directly at my brother-in-law. He said the man looked as though he was wearing a long coat and an old top hat. The man then slowly started walking down the stairs towards Sam, and then Sam woke up. That was the end of his experience. He called the smoke man the dapper man because of the top hat, which gave me a little chuckle. I thought he was just messing with me, as he was quite the storyteller and a kidder. But when I stayed there myself, I learned that he wasn't lying. By the time I took the family up on the offer to stay at their vacation house, it had been years since Sam had told me about this dream. I'd completely forgotten, to be honest. When I spent my holiday there, I'd just been laid off from my job and needed to get away from everything for a while. Pulling up to the house, I noticed that there weren't any neighbours nearby. In any horror movie would be a total red flag. Fortunately, I had grown up on a farm with very few neighbours around, so it didn't really worry me. The house was a turn-of-the-century cabin, two storeys, everything made of old wood, with big windows and a large porch out front. In the back, there was a small yard leading to the river and a little dock. I brought my small pack of clothes and toiletries upstairs to the bedroom. Going up the stairs, I had this tickling feeling in the back of my neck, like I'd seen them before. But that happens to everybody sometimes, so I just ignored it. Once I'd settled and put my things away, I headed straight down to the dock to start some therapeutic fishing. It was honestly a lovely time, catching fish, reading and relaxing, maybe a drink or two, but who's counting? After a full day of relaxation, I was surprisingly tired. I went back inside with my haul of fish, threw them into the fridge and headed straight up the stairs I was having some deja vu about. I was thinking very little of it and went to bed, and the dream started immediately. I was standing at the bottom of the stairs, heading up to the bedrooms, one of which I was currently sleeping in. That's when I remembered Sam's story and I knew what was happening. It was nearly pitch black at the top of the stairs, but I could still see the outline of the walls at least. Looking around, I could see the smoke starting to gather around my feet. I watched as it swirled around from behind me and started creeping up the stairs. Panic was starting to set in, and I couldn't move from the spot I was in. I noticed that I could smell the smoke. Sam never mentioned the smell. It was overwhelming and incredibly pungent, though not the worst part of the experience. The smoke continued up the stairs and began to form the outline of a man. Screaming inside my own head and unable to move or react, I stood there horrified at what I was witnessing. The man was quickly becoming more and more detailed and was wearing a long jacket and a top hat, but had no features otherwise, like his body was made of smoke billowing around and just the clothes were formed around it. I remembered that as soon as the man started walking down the stairs I would wake up, but my panic wasn't subsiding. The inability to move, speak or even breathe was causing my heart to beat out of my chest. The man started to slowly lumber down the stairs as if each step took enormous effort. Though his body was made of smoke, each step he took downwards made a deafening thud 
as though he weighed thousands of pounds. The stairs themselves screamed in agony at this weight, suddenly crashing down upon them. Thud. 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 As soon as he lifted his gaseous foot to make it down the fifth stair, I woke in the bed, gasping for air and covered in sweat, as though I'd just been allowed to breathe again. It was the most horrific and vivid dream I'd ever had. But it wasn't over. I stayed another night. I called Sam and told him about the dream that I had the night before. He said that it was much more vivid than he remembered his dream being, and he definitely didn't remember a smell accompanying the smoke. He did, however, tell me that the dream only happened the one night, the first time he slept in the house. I was somewhat reassured that this experience only happens once, which is why I chose to stay the second night. I spent the next day cleaning and cooking the fish I had caught the day before, and enjoying some much-needed quiet reading time. By night, I had no worries about sleeping there again. The dream was only supposed to happen once, and though mine had been much more vivid than Sam's, I chalked that up to him just not remembering it very well, as it had been many years since his experience. That night I headed up to bed, not thinking about the dream I had the previous night, and went right to sleep. To my horror, there I was at the bottom of the stairs again. I tried to wake myself up, but was stuck in place just like the last time. I screamed, but no words escaped my mouth. I couldn't lift my arms, or my legs, or even turn my head. The smoke was starting to gather again, much faster this time. The smell was even worse than the last time when I was choking, desperate to breathe anything but this foul stench. The man very quickly formed at the top of the stairs. He looked down at me, while I was staring at him in place, unable to even close my eyes now. One smoky arm lifted. He was pointing at me. The worst sound I could ever imagine started bellowing out of where his face should have been. It was like the wheels on a train screeching on the tracks, mixed with what I can only describe as an explosion sound. It was sudden and deafening. He started running. He was running down the stairs to me, with all the pounding and creaking last time, but much, much faster. I forced my mouth open to scream, more terrified than I'd ever been in my life. He made it down about 15 steps, and everything went black and silent. I was suddenly very awake, but I wasn't in my bed. I was laying at the bottom of the stairs, screaming and looking up them, my arms outstretched like I was trying to block something from falling on me. It was still the middle of the night. Everything was dark other than the light in my room being on. I ran upstairs, gathered my things, sprinted out of the house to my car and never looked back once. I drove 40 miles away to a hotel and stayed there the rest of the night and I will never go back to that house again, especially not at night. Talking to my brother-in-law about it, he was in sort of shock and urged me never to stay there again. It took no convincing on his part. I told him that they should just burn the place to the ground and forget that it ever existed. To this day, I have never experienced anything like that dream. No one in the family that has heard my story has went back to stay in the river house. I'm not surprised. Another man with a hat though, isn't it? Yeah, what are your thoughts? A bit more sleep paralysis this time. Yes. Except... She was at the bottom of the stairs when she woke up. Yes, I know. Mm, I don't know that. I feel like Parker's a boy. Oh. The, the person who told the story. I mean, I don't know for certain. Oh, okay. I don't know why I imagined it being a girl. Um, but yeah, either way, at the bottom of the stairs. Mm, don't like it. Not good. Freaky. Do you think it's the same entity as the other two stories? Or do you think it's a sleep paralysis thing? Well, I would have gone with... I was going along the lines of sleep paralysis up until woke up at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. That is weird, isn't it? It's really weird. It's really weird. And the billowy smoke man. Like smoke, but with clothes on. Creepy. Do you want one more? Uh, No, not really. Do you know the one thing that freaked me out loads about that story, actually, about Parker's story? 
is the noise that came mm. out of its mouth or lack of mouth. That screeching, yeah. like explosion noise. Yeah. Oh, that really freaks yeah. me out. So we've got one more story. Okay. And this story comes from Erica. Slightly different than the others. I was like, do you know what? I'm going to use it. Cool. This takes place from the summer of 2005 until the summer of 2006. I just moved into a small one-bedroom apartment with my son, who was three at the time. It wasn't much, but the location was great and I could afford it as a single mom, so that was a win in my book. Strange things started happening almost immediately. Little things, like my keys going missing and showing up in weird places, once they were in the freezer. Or the temperature dial in my fridge kept being turned all the way down so things would freeze in the refrigerator. I know this wasn't my son because the fridge handle was broken so he wasn't able to open it on his own. I brushed these things off at first, but then maybe a month or so into us living there it began to get harder to ignore. I began to feel someone standing behind me any time I was at the bathroom sink. I mean full on like made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. It never felt menacing in any way, but still it felt unnerving. A few times I even felt a hand on my shoulder, but of course no one was there. Shit got super real the day my three-year-old looked at me and said, Mommy, who's that man? I thought maybe somebody had walked by the window, so I looked out and he said, No, Mommy, right there. And he was pointing to the corner of the living room. I was terrified, but maintained my cool as not to freak out my son. He didn't seem frightened at all, he was just curious. For the rest of the time we lived there, this spirit was around and made himself known, but always seemed friendly. I even observed my son talking to him a few times. Everything changed when I was preparing to move out. Thank goodness my son was staying with his dad while I moved. The energy in the apartment got a heavy feeling. A few times I would leave the room and come back in to find a box I had just packed, opened and its contents strewn across the room. My boyfriend at the time couldn't be in my apartment without having a massive headache. A male friend of ours came to help move furniture and the moment he walked in the door he got an intense wave of nausea and had to run back out and vomit. He could not physically stand to be in the apartment. My boyfriend had to push the furniture to the door by himself. The most terrifying thing I've saved for last. The very last morning I was in the apartment will forever be etched into my brain. I was still in bed and my boyfriend was in the shower. I heard the shower cut off and a couple of minutes later I felt what I thought was my boyfriend getting into bed with me. He put his arm around me and when I turned to say good morning, no one was there. I screamed bloody murder and leapt out of bed. My boyfriend ran out of the bathroom find me having a panic attack on the floor we both could clearly see the outline of a person lying on the sheets it was fucking horrifying once i was able to breathe we quickly got dressed grabbed the last of my shit and noped the fuck out i never stepped foot into that apartment again fast forward to a few years later i'm chatting with a neighbor and he mentioned that he had lived in the same apartments i had previously lived at too i hadn't told him about any of the paranormal stuff at all he begins to tell me about all the weird shit that happened in his place I asked what apartment he had lived in and he said 108 and I was covered in goosebumps. He had moved into the place right after I had moved out and had very similar experiences. Holy shit, right? As if I needed any more confirmation about what was happening was real, but I got it anyway. Ooh. I know, Do you reckon right? the um, ghost was getting into bed with him as well and snuggling up him? I reckon that that ghost was really protective of her yeah, and the so little so. fella. Mm. Whatever it is, sounds like... It wasn't trying to frighten her, Mm-mm. but that it was really... and didn't want her to leave. The whole, mm. like, unpacking yep. her boxes and it only got oppressive when she was getting ready yeah. to leave. Yeah, I had the same thought, actually. I would be interested to know if it was if the ghost was getting into bed with the man as well, though. Just making him feel at home. Give him a little cuddle. Give him a little cotch. 
American listeners are not going to know what Koch means. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't like, I didn't, no, that's, that's creepy. I mean, it's, it's actually all right for the lady. I mean, her, I don't know. I don't her, know how well right her, it is. Well, I mean, if it's your scary. child is going, who's that man in the corner? And you're like, oh, there's no fucking man there. And you just have to get on with your life knowing yeah, that your child is then, conversing with this random man. Yeah, but then nothing happened to either of them two. It was only the fellas, wasn't it? When they showed up, the stuff started to happen to them. So maybe just looking out for her. Bit jealous. Maybe. Got a bit jealous at the end. Maybe. Probably not the same entity, though, I'd imagine. Probably not the same entity, but I just thought it fit Attached the, the theme. the house, possibly, though. Fit the theme, might I have lost. Might have lost a partner and child. Potentially. during their own life. So what do you think of the, the legend of the hat man? What hat do you think man. it is? Not the same as Batman. I think it's a watcher spirit. But what is it? You made up the term watchers and then people were like, oh, where's the, where, has anybody got any like articles about watchers? And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, Dan made that term up. It's not a real term. But I mean, they're just like those spirits that just stand and watch you, isn't it? He's one of those, I think. I, you I, said that like that happens all the time. You know those spirits does. that just rock up in your it bedroom does, and like, just people, stand and watch you. Yeah, people relate thing. to that. People will relate to that. If you relate to watchers, then let me know. I bet you, I bet you get I bet you're going to get yeah, loads exactly. of responses to this now. Um, but it's just one of those spirits that watches you. And uh, you don't really know, I don't really know what it's about. And I don't know why it takes the same form. I, I think the, the Parker story is a little bit different to the other two. Because he's quite, it's almost his own character, isn't he? The, the Dapper Man. Do you not think? What do you mean he's his own character? Well, it's not quite, he, he was doing a bit different. He had like a, he had a voice and he was stomping up and down the stairs. Well, he didn't really have a voice though. He had a sound. Yeah, so there's well, a difference. Yeah, but it's different to the other two stories is what I mean. Well, it's, it is and it isn't because you still have... Um, a man with no discernible features wearing a big hat that appears at night time yeah. fucking freaks you out maybe in the other stories he just didn't have the opportunity to I mean the the, the girl in Ash's story he physically attacked her because remember she had that big hand mark oh, yeah. on her neck that's true so I don't know I'm freaked out by this whole hat man thing if he shows up in this house I'm going to lose my fucking shit drop kick him down the stairs I'll be, I'll be burning Standard. stuff to Standard. the ground Standard. I'll set bims on him Go Bims. Yeah. I don't really him. know. I don't really know where what I think it is. Do you think it's like a demon? Do you think it's like a passive entity? Do you think it's like a sleep paralysis thing? Because I still believe and this is no offense to anybody in the stories whatsoever. I still believe it's some sort of sleep paralysis thing. Yeah. Because it's it, it's just interesting that people see it when they nope. get up to go to the toilet or whatever. Nope, you be wrong. Oh, sorry, I'm wrong. Yep, yeah, actually, you are wrong. If you are the hat man, please write us an email. Phone Let us know. Phone in. Phone in. Phone into the show. <laughs> Sit down. Talk to us. Be our next guest. Uh, I would love if someone did actually write you an email. From the I would love it if, if the hat man did come and visit and he's like, well, actually, I'm just a product of infrasound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just eyeball wobble. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, he doesn't. There's not a lot of examples of him being particularly... No, there are. I haven't been particularly aggressive, but there are examples, actually. I can think of them. Well, you need to I find... I don't know what his purpose is, really. You, that's, well, that's the thing. What is the purpose of the hat man? What is the point of him? Why is he there? Why does he change hats? Maybe. Is there one hat man or are there multiple hat men who adopt different fashions depending on their favourite style period? I think one of them looks like Darkwing Duck. I don't know who that is. It's a cartoon character. He has like a hat and a cape. One of them wears a cowboy hat, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe he's like, um, yes, I don't know. I don't think he is demon. I just don't know. I don't know. See, what I see in my head is, you know, the guy from Jeepers Creepers? The, <laughs> that's, the, your, that's your reference point for everything. Why is that my reference because point for everything? The one thing, because when you're scared, it's the one film that really scares you. 
Yeah, and I know. so when you're scared, you think of the scariest thing that you can think of, and that's Jeepers Creepers. So it's always that reference point. But the, the, it's, but he wears a big hat <laughs> and a long coat. He is the fucking so does hat the man. scarecrow in the episode from Supernatural, but that wasn't your reference point. Yeah, but that is like Jeepers Creepers, though. That is another. It's almost a blatant ripoff, actually. It is an absolute ripoff, <laughs> Jeepers Creepers. Anyway, on that note, we've got reviews this week. Oh my god! Are you ready for two reviews? I am. We have a review from Some Kind of Brown, who are a podcast. Ooh. Who say, absolutely fantastic. For the record, I'd like to vote for episodes devoted to Dan's insane rants. Lol. I love your chemistry and listening to your podcast is so entertaining. I'm looking forward to listening to more. Thank you very much, Some Kind of Brown podcast. Uh, If you are a podcast and you leave us a review, please don't think that I'm like ignoring you or you know not leaving your review back i just don't have any apple products so i'm not able to do it that's true um and our next review comes from two flowers flowers with a z Ooh, that's very spice girls yeah girl power loving it you had me at dear david <laughs> after trolling through itunes i finally hit gold i love that one minute i can be terrified and to turn around and the next minute be laughing out loud dan is my spirit animal <laughs> as i too like to believe everything is paranormal and it's great emma is there to keep our feet on the ground keep up the great work guys x kiss 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 Mwah. thank you to flowers thank Loving you for both it. of your reviews and for everybody else that's left us a review and for all our patreon people we really are unbelievably astounded that anybody is listening to this let alone being nice i know so. and this week we surpassed mm. fifty thousand downloads whoa which is mental i never thought we'd get that far i remember in the beginning thinking if we can get 200 downloads a week i'll yeah, be really happy lush, and now it's like we get thousands of downloads in, in a week it's mental insania it's just blowing my mind so thank you guys so much for listening if you want to subscribe to our patreon where you get extra episodes weekly then go to patreon.com forward slash real life ghost stories and for four dollars a month you get an extra five. Episode. i don't know why you keep saying four oh, it's five it's four or two. pounds <laughs> it's five or two five dollars a month you get an extra episode um of tiny tales and also an extra episode of 50p movie club so you kind of get two extra episodes a week which is pretty cool yeah and then if you want to come and chat to us the best place to do that is over on our facebook page so give our facebook page a like it is real life ghost stories podcast and then we have a super secret super super secret super secret super secret facebook group called which is full of super cool people which um, which who are not us so if you want to talk to super yeah cool if you want to talk to really cool people who are interested in the paranormal who share cool paranormal stories who share other paranormal podcasts the things that they watch the films that they like it is such a cool place to be and honestly people share such interesting stuff and they make me laugh and make me think on a daily basis. So go and join our super secret group. You also need to answer a question. The answer is Emma and Dan. I love the people who join and they're like, I've only just started listening and I don't know your names yet. And somebody joined the other day and said, Dan and his Irish girlfriend, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I thoroughly enjoyed. And you can also talk to us on Twitter. At Real Ghost Pod. And if you want to talk to Dan on Instagram, Dan's Instagram is 50p Movie Club. With the five zero, not the word 50. So 50p Movie Club. And I am on Instagram as at Real Life Ghost Stories. And you can find us. Uh, that's it. Anywhere else? Oh, yeah. If you want to send us your story, send it to Real Life Ghost Stories Podcast at gmail.com. I'm working my way through these goddamn stories. They are so good and there are so many of them. We might actually do a listener's episode again next week because we need to kind of get through the backlog a little bit. 
But yeah, we love you. And thank you so much for being absolutely stunning and amazing. And yeah, just can't believe it. I'm a little bit overwhelmed. Awesome. Love you guys so much. And we will see you next week. Ciao.